Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Schwinn Sports Podcast. I'm your host Schwinn here with my good friend Ray. Ray, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. What's up, Schwinn World? It is uh, week three, and the NFL uh, season is almost over. I guess we got Sunday night football going on right now, and a great Monday night matchup tomorrow. And two out of the three weeks, the Atlanta Falcons have somehow managed to still have a Super Bowl hangover two years later. It's absolutely unbelievable. Dan Quinn has got to be good as gone. Am I right? I don't I don't know if it's him. I personally think Matt Ryan, I mean, he's playing good, but this game he didn't play so hot. But, I mean, Matt Ryan has to basically be able to move the football in the second half. I don't know what's going on. It seems like he's – MVP first half and come second half, it's just like, eh, we'll get it done. You can't blame Kyle Shanahan because now they're doing the same thing without him. I don't know if you – Dan Quinn's not calling plays. Is he on offense? So it's kind of like it, – I think I think it's the personnel, not the play call. It's interesting that Matt Ryan does kind of get a little bit of a pass here. Uh, every time the Atlanta Falcons come up, it seems to be that we immediately point to Dan Quinn just as I did. But – the only reason I think Dan Quinn will be the hot topic right now is that there was talks of him getting fired last season before they turned it around. He saved his job coming to this season, and honestly, it looks worse than the beginning of last season somehow. I would rather see a team get completely blown out for four weeks in a row and then turn it around than to lose these these close ones. I don't know. I feel like they're almost more demoralizing to a team as a whole than uh, these. Hey, you know what? Those are just that's a little rust at the beginning of the season. I don't know. It's probably the same argument to be had about both ways of starting bad, but one just seems like it would be way harder to come back from. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the fan base, man. I mean, like that's what they're known for now. Like, how, I, listen, the, my Broncos are just sucking right now. Your Steelers are doing great. Losing close games is one thing every once in a while. When you do it every single week, and it's like since the Super Bowl, and now you're like last year, it's just nonstop for them. They just can't get out of their own way. I, I don't even know what to do. I don't have to fix it, and they're running out of time, in my opinion. You got Julio Jones for limited time. You got Matt Ryan, if he's the guy, if they decide it's him or not him. I mean, you're you're running short on time there, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, – it. They've kind of always struggled defensively, so but that's the weird thing, right? It's almost like they're starting the games well defensively and then doing a whole complete 180. But at the same time, I don't know. I think that there's just like there's something to be said about the overall mentality that it brings. Like it professional sports is what well, how do you separate when you have so much talent, right? Like at the college level, what separates the college level from the the professional level every single time once you narrow it down there's something about uh being able to perform in a certain type of situation or moment and at this point whenever you have a narrative that is that your team gives up big leads late in the game that's in the back of every guy's mind i don't care who like who you are so if if it matt ryan matty ice maybe he's matty slushy i don't know 
but like like dude, at this point like that's gotta be that they can't shut that voice off and they better figure it out or this Atlanta team is cooked and they have a lot of talent and I think I think that the offense is could be special but just like you point out Matt Ryan might be you know the the problem he was 19 for 38 238 one touchdown, one interception, nothing to write home about, you know, that's for sure. But then again, the game seemed locked up pretty early until the quarterback change by Chicago, which also looked like a bad idea initially because Foles came in, replaced Trubisky and throws the pick right off the bat. Yeah, I I agree with that. And then uh, we'll jump into that. What I want to say this about Matty Ice again is not just my biggest thing with quarterbacks is not just like how they're performing, but you know, in my head, if I put him on another team, how successful can he be? I've always said if Cam Newton played somewhere else, he'd have multiple championships. Um, Matt Ryan somewhere else isn't as good, in my opinion. I mean, I, I don't know that. I just, in my head, I can't put him somewhere else and be like, yeah, he's going to be a world beater. But, yeah, dude, Nick Foles, you know, big dick Nick coming in and just – and that's another thing. Is it the competition you're playing? Is it the changes that these other coaches are making that's doing this? Because – you know, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. We, he's not a, a slug out there. The dude can ball when he's got it on, but it's just not always on for him because you saw what he did in Jacksonville. I mean, he lost to Baker Mayfield on meth. Yeah, he's he's Nick Foles is one of the most interesting guys. Like in, like I don't even know how to evaluate him at this point because his career has been so up and down. I remember before he even came back to Philly. Like originally he had that game. What he throw like seven touchdowns in a game or something crazy like that. And yeah. he seemed like he was primed to be a career starter somewhere. And then he went out and became a you know some type of recluse in the woods or something. And then came and won the Super Bowl. And now he's just a career backup that comes in and you know wrote, is he like the next <laughs> Fitzpatrick? Like what's going on? Like I I I think he's he's the new Fitz Magic. I mean it's just he's gonna come in and take some of his job always, but never really. Earn it, do enough to keep the job, you know, never be the guy to earn it forever. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's so what what now that Nagy made this move, which is strange to say that they're three and oh, what what do they do? Like, where do you go from here? I don't I just don't like, yes, you won the game and it worked. But like what where do you go from here? Because that now your team is has no identity really like you just stirred something up obviously it was looming but game three to make this call when your team is undefeated just seems very reactionary and almost might cause i don't know a ripple effect listen you you have to trade him i mean at this point you have to do something you can't be like oh because if nick Foles throws an interception they're going to call for Trubisky to come back in. You have to get him off your team. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how, I don't know who's calling him. I don't know what's um I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if he uh I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what they're going to do if they're going with Nick in the future. I imagine after this game. With that said, do you what do you do? You have to get rid of Trubisky. That's the whole I call it the Tebow effect. You can't have him sitting on the bench cuz people are going to call for him. Yeah. If he's on your bench, people are going to ask him to play as soon as one thing goes wrong. And yeah. that's you got. You can't have Trubisky there. You're totally you right. Go. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't trust Trubisky, dude. He's he's got like robot eyes or something. He's like I don't know. Whenever he's, I see him, they're the next it, quarterback. 
Yeah, get out of here. I, I loved uh, they interviewed him afterwards and they were kind of asking him. I love when they do this to quarterbacks. So what did you think about being benched, but like in a nice way? Like, and, and obviously the quarterback's not going to be like, uh, yeah, well, fuck my coach. This sucks. But like, he's like, it's a tough situation. And he said, I'm proud of, I'm proud of them getting the win. He said them, like, it's not even his team yeah. anymore. Like, I'm proud of them getting the win. That's, I just, for a quarterback that probably needed the coach to instill more confidence in him he just they just did the complete opposite they're like yeah never mind he, he, actually he, like he, he kind of seemed like he was happy not that he was benched up to a point you know what i mean he was like well hey good for my team they did a great job but he knows this isn't my team anymore i'm off this team and and honestly if i'm him i have value still a little bit of value but i have value trade me somewhere anywhere get me out of here because I don't want to play here anymore. If you don't want, if I'm not your guy, don't don't play the game where oh now Foles is hurt. Yep. And you put me back in, like don't. Yeah. Is do this that the thing. contract year for him? For, for Trubisky? Yeah. I I don't think so. I think he might have gotten paid. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I we have to look up his we'll details. Look that up later. We're not. Yeah. yeah, we're not money guys. We're not really good with money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll so take, listen, I'll take his. I'll take veteran minimum for Trubisky if he wants. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that, that Listen, we all know the Broncos are going to score like so, Matt Matty Ice will probably be in, you know, with the Broncos next year. I don't know. Whoever the next big arm no. white quarterback listen, that's washed up, that's who's going to end up in Denver. Someone, you're just making Flacco jabs. I'm surprised that, that Philip Rivers is not in Denver to be completely honest. Um if it wasn't for Drew Locke, he would have been there. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest with you. There's been rumors for years that he was since, since literally since uh, Peyton retired, it's been a nonstop of, I bet let's go out and try to trade for Philip rivers. Let's trade for Philip rivers. Let's trade. For, and they just, he wasn't happening. He wasn't leaving. That yep. was why they never traded him is because he was like, no, I'm not leaving here. I won't let you trade me. So now at towards it, they cut him and he was like, good. I'm glad I'm out of here. Cause he has 20 kids. Can't move them all. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I, speaking of Denver Broncos, they just—I mean, I knew they were going to lose, but dude, they listen—they put some quarterback in Brett Rippy. I can't even say it. Brett Rippian. What? What? Oh yeah, they 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 benched Driscoll because he was so bad. And I'm thinking, and then they, the announcer sounded surprised. I'm thinking, like, dude, he's only won one game. He's played for two of the shittiest franchises in football. Yeah. In in the Cincinnati Bengals and then the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Why is he backing this up? Like literally, Blake Bortles is over there on the sideline. I'm thinking, like, go get this dude his pads on. Like, this stuff. <laughs> like in my head, I'm thinking, put his pads on. Let's go. Now, with that said, the kid that came in, Brett came in. He went eight for eight and then threw a pick in the end zone. But eh, who knows what happens? We we play the Jets next week. If we don't beat the Jets, we'll have the first pick in the draft. We're just not going to win a game. I mean, I guess Drew Locke comes back towards the end of the season. We'll. We'll win five or six in a row again and get the fifteenth pick after you know, and that that's kind of sucks. If you're gonna suck and not make the playoffs, I'd rather have a top pick. I don't want to be in the middle. Well, at at the same time, I it's hard to say what will happen this season because right now it doesn't look good for Denver with the injury situation, obviously. Um, but maybe they just got a head start on the other team. So for all you know, <laughs> um, their yeah, their B squad's going to be in uh, mid-season form when everybody else well, is just getting yeah. their B squad out there. I was thinking about that after our last show because we were talking about most effective teams, stuff like that, and who's the biggest injury. You know, I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, my Denver Broncos were not a for-sure playoff team, but they were a friend's playoff team. 
And they lost eight starters. And not just eight starters. They lost a Hall of Famer. And they lost four Pro Bowlers. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then two guys who should have been in the Pro Bowl who just weren't. It's kind of like, how, how do you go from that and even expect to win a game? So, yeah, and then um, we'll go right back to the to the Atlanta Falcons and talk about this real fast, uh, that first COVID case of a player and how they handled it. What do you think, man? Uh, well, I'm see, every time I see COVID now news now and NFL associated for some reason, call me a skeptic. I just assume that the NFL is lying. Like I don't believe them at all. And I, I yeah. do you truly believe that if any of the other people like had any symptoms and they just lied? Like I feel like here's what the NFL does. They're like, "Okay, somebody tested positive. Fine." So then the NFL goes up and just asks everybody like, "Hey, do you have COVID?" And then they're like, "No. Okay. All right, you're good." Like it's just like the Are you old doing Okay. <laughs> the NFL just I don't know. They don't seem like the league that's really going to try and uh, make a big fuss about things. Although they are finding coaches for masks and things like that. They're going to make it look good. Of course they've been through this circus before. They're not going to have a concussion situation on their hand, but I don't know. It just, it's just very interesting. Yeah. Like I, I don't expect a huge breakout. I, I expect a player here or there, but I don't, I don't really expect it to be like, Hey, the entire Atlanta Falcons team is shut down this week. And you, you know what? Something else I noticed today Bleacher Report, I, I don't know if other, I'm sure other sites are doing this. It was very, very tricky. Tricky. I got a push notification on my phone, um, and it said uh, Julio Jones tests positive, and like, that was all you could read, and then I click on it, and it says test positive on hurt hamstring in warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a dirty trick. <laughs> If you got my fast, you're like, no, the damn COVID already. <laughs> I got the number. I mean, that would be the biggest player to get it. You know, hey, you mentioned something. We'll make a hard turn here. You mentioned the mask and things like that. And I wanted to go over our uh, Pats Raiders game here. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think the Raiders this game just gave all the uh, adrenaline last week? Or you think all the uh, kind of covid stuff the fine the the unauthorized personnel being in the locker room you know all that pressure you think that kind of had its toll well i think this was just it it was pretty much just a, i think a bill belichick master plan type deal if you look at the what worked for the raiders last week it didn't work at all this week and i think there's something to be said about the offense running through josh jacobs because if they're not able to run the ball and do this john gruden old school uh, smash mouth football with, you know, the quarterback, it just, you know, it's, he thinks it's 2001 forever. So if you can't run that offense, I mean, look at what Waller does at tight end. So if you can't do that, they take away Waller, they take away Jacobs. What do they really have? Because it doesn't seem like the receivers are there or maybe Carr isn't there. I, I don't know what the problem is outside of this, but I am more than willing to chalk this one up as a New England mastermind plan to just be like, hey, we saw what you did with Darren Waller last week, and good luck this week because it's not going to happen. Well, see, that was a perfect opportunity for them to get uh, Jacobs involved. I mean, he had 16 rushes, but if you watched it, they had they just had, he had nowhere to go, and then um, you know he got the ball thrown to him a couple times. Yeah, look, I'm looking right here. He had three catches for 12 yards. You got to get him more in the screen. He's got to get more than that. He's got to get more targets than that. Waller had two catches. Yeah. I mean, you you have to get these guys involved. 
and if you can't change in the middle, you know, in between quarters, if you can't game plan, then Bill Belichick's going to beat you every time. And like you said, he he just had an answer. I mean, Cam didn't play out of his mind this week. I mean, he, he had one touchdown, one reception, 162 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only rushed for 27 yards. So it's not like... Yeah, he wasn't doing anything like, spectacular. Yeah, they didn't do anything special to beat them. It was a high-scoring game. And, it, I mean, realistically, it did, nobody was impressive. It was kind of a kind of a boring game you're Not right a drama it was, it, was just, it was a game that they just won they just happened to win it <laughs> this this is i mean for for a score of 20 to 36 this is so new age nfl because the score looks like it was a good game but let me just tell you right here why it wasn't a good game Las Vegas leading receiver was Hunter Renfro with six receptions on nine targets. And on New England's side, it was Rex Burkhead with 10 targets and seven receptions. <laughs> so our league, yeah. le- our game leaders in receptions was Renfro and Burkhead. Like, what? This is garbage. Get this garbage out wait. of my face. I can't wait for them to get added into fantasy. People waste their waiver wires on these two guys. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it, it was just, I mean, listen, both of those teams, in my opinion, are, are playoff teams. As much as I don't want the Raiders to make it, they'll get a wild card seed and they'll make it. Um, and, and the Patriots are going to make it this year. They're going to they're gonna be a playoff team because, I mean, they will have to fight with the Bills for that top spot. And I'm interested to see that matchup down the road a little bit because uh, we'll make a hard pass here. Josh Allen, is he the MVP? I mean, I, I don't know. He is He's balling, man. I I have to shut my mouth because last last show I I didn't know if they were the real deal or not, and they definitely put up. They are the real deal. With that said, they almost gave it back. Yeah. They they almost said what I said and said, "Hey, this doesn't mean crap." They almost proved me right. However, the they had that comeback touchdown, and it was all Josh Allen for eighty some yards, and he he was an animal. He MVP looks really good. Still part of the MVP. Him and, him and Russ, yeah, that's it's one two whichever way right now. Josh Allen, actually, also Josh McDermott needs to be. Yeah. Um, I I think people are starting to realize how good of a coach he is. He's really turned around that team. Him and Josh Allen, I mean, it's Buffalo's a legitimate team, I think, and and Allen's just everywhere. I mean, what do you do? Like the what? Some of the passes he throws, you know, I don't want to use I guess I don't want to say Patty Mahomes-esque but I will say Patty Mahomes-esque it feels weird using Mahomes as a reference considering he's so relevant and newer but I like think it's this I don't like to say Mahomes you know compare each other because in my opinion that's just this new style Kyler Murray they're all similar well let me let other. me finish my thought before yeah, uh, <laughs> at least I, I, I Patty Mahomes-esque in the sense of sometimes it's not the the best like mechanically sound play like it's almost like he'll make a pass drop you know off his back foot turn cross body type deal (laughs) which normally you're freaking out yelling screaming but he's got such a cannon he can make up for that lack of uh mechanics and overcompensate with his just fucking hose of an arm and that's why i think the Mahomes comparison happens in my brain because yes, these quarterbacks do play a lot different to your credit, but in this sense, it is literally just making a play off of pure arm strength. And, and, and normally that's, you know, that used to be, you get benched for that shit. And now it's just the wild, wild West out here. And these guys are also doing it way more accurately than I've ever seen. So it's just a different generation of play. Obviously, 
the league is different, but man, I just some of these some of these throws this kid's making are just phenomenal. Yeah, I I will I will agree with you. I'm going to get back to my point and say, the like you said, this I've seen these guys throw across their body and and throw it, you know, on the other side of the field, and you hear Troy Aikman calling the game. He's like, "What the hell? Oh, great touchdown!" Like you know, like, but um, yeah, I I honestly think you know Pat Mahomes is the first one to kind of. Not the first one, obviously, because there's some guys that are around the same time as him. He was just on the started with the best team, and then started showing what you know these I, I don't know West Coast Western you know I mean these West Coast kind of guys are and exotic you know, these, West Coast big, yeah exotic West Coast dudes with these big ass arms who can just throw it downfield you know a lot of these guys are baseball players actually Kyler Murray baseball player Patty yep. Mahomes yep. baseball player Josh Allen I'm don't quote me. I'm pretty sure he played baseball too. People just forget that that Patrick Mahomes' dad <laughs> played baseball. They don't mention that oh, enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, I'm not a fan of his Kermit Frog. He's an animal, <laughs> but he plays for Kansas City. He's Kermit the Frog, and <laughs> and he's a rich kid. You know what I mean? Who had all the best training in the world his whole life that he should have been a professional athlete. But he could um, have ended up on drugs like most rich kids. So you know, there's those the possibilities. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe that's why he's a cannon. You heard it here first. Um. But no, I think uh, I think it's a new breed, man. That's what people are looking for in college. They're looking for Patty Mahomes. They're looking for those guys. I'm hoping this year the narrative changes to Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, real quick, hard turn. Unless you got any more on this? No, I do. I I just was. Um, uh, I want to say also about like I, I think it's never a bad idea when scouting these college quarterbacks to just take a shot on the guy with the huge arm. I mean, that's literally was the best draftable quality of Mahomes and Allen. Like anything you can sling it. And if let's just say he doesn't become an NFL quarterback, you're going to be entertaining at least for a couple years. Like you could at least be like, Hey, go throw it 45 yeah. times and let's just you see what Cardell happens. Jones. You might get a Cardell Jones. Yeah. You know I mean, great yeah, yeah. Arm, but couldn't get it together. But you know, I, I you might also just get a guy that slings it. Maybe he doesn't become, you know, a superstar, but it gives you a shot. It's at least something to go off of. So I don't know. And I also, um, this game-winning drive that happened was absolutely crazy. I don't know if you saw it at all, but there was uh, two. The well, the one was like third and twenty-five to Beasley or something like that. Third and twenty-something yeah. converted. Later in the drive, there was a third and twenty-something again. They didn't get it, but then scored the touchdown on the fourth down. So like yeah, that was a pass interference call. Oh no no, no sorry yeah it was the pass interference and then yeah. it went to the touchdown. Yeah the pass interference yeah. I didn't like it. I think it was a bad call. Uh but yeah. you know whatever it is what it is. I'm not gonna hold that against them. That's not their call. You know it is what it is. But like the Rams are. What do you think about the Rams before we move on? Like what what are the Rams? I, listen, I had to while we were talking. I said here I'd look up because I made a a, a bold statement said Jared Goff. It's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And I said something along the lines of, you know, I don't know how to take him because sometimes he's MVP. Sometimes he's a, a turd. Yeah. He was not a turd. I mean, he played – he had 321 yards, two touchdowns, 23 for 32. I mean, and he shared the wealth. I mean, whole, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six guys caught the ball from him. Of course, Cooper Cup showed up. This was his uh, best game of the year, obviously, with 100 yards. But, I mean – Goff can play ball, and so I think the Rams still have a shot. They have a good young coach who has that young offense. 
Um, it's when they play guys similar to them is when a lot of these teams, you know, like KC, Baltimore, when they play each other, things like that. It's, it's, you get these crazy ass games and you're like, Oh, football is not for defense anymore. Right. But the golf. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, next week he might put up 10 points and we're like, Oh, what a great Rams game. And then yeah. the week after we put up 50 again, you're like, Oh, there we go. That's, that's, that's the Rams we know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This, this golf stat line's hilarious though. Like 23 for 32, 321, two TDs, one interception. That is like straight out 2005. Like he would have been phenomenal. You just plug him into like, I don't know, uh, one generic team in 2005 and he'd probably be great just put him on that like the colts or something i don't know he'd probably yeah, yeah he would just be per- fit in perfectly like that that is success for your quarterback but in t- the today's league those numbers aren't anything fantastic we see that mm-hmm. kind of you know average that's just kind of the way the league evolved the rams i will say this about them they're resilient as hell i do think that they're a good team I like what they're doing in the running game, especially after losing uh, uh, Gurley. Henderson stepped up big time. So we'll see what they do. Uh, I don't know. Cooper Cup's definitely got to stay healthy and, and keep delivering. Or, you know, that's kind of, I think, the biggest caveat with that team. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and they got to get their tight ends involved. And, that, I mean, they're they're finding different ways to win. I mean, unfortunately, they lost this game. But they're finding different ways to win. And that's, that's, that's all you can do, just like we said earlier with – uh, the the Raiders not finding different ways to win. They're trying to do the same things over and over again. They're not utilizing what's getting in there. This team is every week they have you know the one game they had Hickby with three touchdowns. You know like this week it was Cooper Cup with a hundred yards. You know it's they're finding and in the run game last you know, it's just they they consistently find different ways to do it. And I, I playoff team in my opinion. We'll see how far it goes. They're a well coached team. I mean. That's that's all I can say. Well-coached teams go a lot farther than teams who don't have good coaches, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, Bold statement there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's uh, – speaking of well-coached teams, the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll is a fucking good coach. I mean, it's like time and time again. Here we are. Seattle's a legitimate team. And I don't know. I feel like they've rebuilt this team like three times in the last eight years. And – here we are still talking about them. I guess you still have the center point of Russ Wilson, but you know, a That's lot of new key. faces and they're and they're still killing it. Yeah, but that's key, man. Having a franchise quarterback and sticking with his coaching staff pretty much similar, sticking with the same organization, the consistency there is good. And and I mean, for two years now, they've had a lot of similar guys in there. Um, but I will say this about his coaching. I think Pete Carroll's a great coach. With that said, he is not a good discipline coach. Letting DK Metcalf, who is an animal, who is always going 100%, catch a ball wide open. I'm only max having a fantasy. But uh, right there, going in for a touchdown and is being a douche, gets the ball smacked out <laughs> of his hands for a touchdown. I mean, like, how in the hell do you let this happen? Like, you, this dude is running laps. If you're, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Mike Tomlin let that shit happen a couple times and he's pretty much done with it that's why you don't have that anymore right but and bill belichick is making cam newton run laps for fumbling like you don't let this dude do that so i i don't know we'll see how it comes out maybe he'll never drop the ball again maybe he'll maybe Pete carroll will basically get on there but i i consistently see that with that team um with um R- richard sherman and legion of boom how they would just get unnecessary penalties and 
then week after week after week doing the same thing. They're a good team, and they're great play calling there, but the discipline, in my opinion, is just not there. Well, you're probably right, but and uh, and Reggie Bush agrees because if he would have been a better disciplined coach, he would still have his Heisman, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He said, take it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> when they took his Heisman, take it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You can have it. <laughs> At this point, whatever, I bang Kim yeah, Kardashian and played for seven yeah. different teams averagely, so yeah. Every, everybody knows. He, he, he didn't say anything about banging her. But, uh, but, I mean, that's a solid point. He did and a lookalike to her, and he's got enough money. He's all right. And his point was, it's like, you know what? It's not worth it to me. If you guys want to take it, everybody knows I want it. Yeah. Everybody knows I didn't cheat. Go watch that play wherever I put it behind my back going out of bounds yeah. and cut it back in. And then, like, like literally, yeah. that's all you have to do. Like, if you're Reggie Bush, like, you just show up for an interview. Let's say he hits the hardest Delonte West times, <laughs> and you just, like, you can't survive. Literally, all you have to do is somehow, like, make a like uh, like a – a, a hat that has a little tv on it it just keeps playing that replay over and over like this is i did this one time like this give is me it. a like, dollar i need yeah, i need a hey, dollar i'll show you something cool for a dollar <laughs> you give reggie bush a dollar and then he just pushes play and then it's just that highlight because that was a really yeah, good highlight and he's like i said his we're getting off topic with him but i'm <laughs> with you. he he deserved that highs when they took it from him and it's pete carroll's fault Yep. No discipline. Yeah, way to go. Um, speaking of no discipline, um, three interceptions for, for little man Kyler Murray today. I mean, I attribute to – I have a hard time believing in short quarterbacks just because I feel like John Elway has ingrained in me that we need six foot six white dudes to throw the ball all the time. But – We were just talking know. about a really good short quarterback. This is a weird transition to make. I know, but an like, MVP Kyle caliber. Kyle Murray is like really short, though. Is like, he that much shorter? I, I have to look it up, man. He looks little. He looks tiny. Like there's Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, who I feel like are around the same size, mm-hmm. and they they're like that was their biggest crutch is being a little shorter. And then you look at Kyler Murray. He looks like a first grader. Like out there, he just looks like he looks tiny. I don't know if it's the color scheme. I don't know if he's just got really big linemen. But every time I watch the game, I look at it, I'm like, damn, he is little. Like, he looks little. Okay, so he's listed at 5'10". And, and he's lying. He is lying. That's probably with the pumps on. Um, yeah. But uh, but Wilson's listed at uh, 5'11", and that's probably generous as well. So they're, they're probably yeah. not far off. Sorry. Drew Brees is at 6' even. That's a fucking lie. You know, just get yeah. – no, if you're six yeah. even, you're not six. You want to be six. Yeah. You're not six. Yeah. You just wanted to say, I'm six foot. Listen, baby, I'm six four. I tell everybody I'm six four. Realistically, I'm like six two and a half. Dude, I'm, I'm, six, three. I'm like five I'm six, six but <laughs> usually I say like five nine. Yeah, yeah. I If you just watch Kyler Murray out there, and he's really good. Like that's a guy who I think is going to break, break that mold of being just a tiny dude out there. With that said, he – struggled a bit today and i i believe it was vision it wasn't anything else but just bad vision and i don't know if it's being a shorter guy i don't know if it's you know what i mean it's he's the Vern troyer of the nfl right now and i don't know if 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 that's so what you know, is there some him lose. okay so <laughs> maybe is there i don't i guess i don't know who the interceptions were intended for but like when you're targeting one player 
you know, hyper-targeting a guy with half of your pass attempts, that probably plays into it a little bit, right? Um, I would agree with that. I think that... And he's um, not getting any help in the running game either. Drake has been awful this year. Not as good as he was. Week one, he was okay, but um, just real quick, you're right. I mean, Hopkins had 10, 10 catches, but I think that was his security blanket after those interceptions. He was like, oh, there's... There's Hopkins. There's I mean, that's the guy who's going to catch it. But they've surrounded him with talent. You know, they had uh, Isabella, who's a nobody. That's who caught his touchdowns. He caught two touchdowns by him. Yeah. Which actually, that I mean, guy's he's, uh, he's, he's pretty talented. I, he, I think he was a rookie talented, last season. He was a dude. In the, he got them both in the red zone, and they were greatly yep. good coach. Good coached red zone offense. They were right where they needed to be. The same play. It was really good. Um, he passed. I'm looking at the things. He passed the ball around quite a bit, but you know, majority of it was to Hopkins with ten passes. Yeah, and and for for being as short as he is, I have to say one thing: there's not a lot of checks downs with him. Like when you look at like these little guys, Wilson, they their running backs typically catch a lot of passes. He had three passes to running backs. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Like I, I might have to take back what I said, but I, I still think. Kyler Murray. Love to the short guy. Screw you. Dude, you think you're tall and you're so tough, you know, because you're tall and stuff with your height. You know what that leads to? Fucking leg problems, knee problems, and back problems. Back problems. Yeah, guess what? I have a low center of mass. I can, I'm hard to tackle. <laughs> I'm hard to tackle. I'm the human um, bowling right, ball like right, that. We don't need, we don't need uh, the Stahl brothers in here trying to take each other down. We don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> But uh, I'll say this, man. Kyler Murray is – he's one of the – we have this conversation, like, who's the next breed? Like, who's the next five guys that we're going to be talking about for the next ten years? Mm-hmm. And I do think Murray will be one of those guys. And I just – they surround him with talent this year. They went out and made a you, difference. <laughs> you've come yeah. one, You've come the full 180 on this, on Murray. I feel like you started well, you know, this. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm <laughs> saying he can't have games where he throws three interceptions. Like, right. he can't do that. But When they surround him, they're making him. Okay, name now, one quarterback that hasn't had that game. That had what game? A three interception game. You know, it, it happens to the best. Drew Locke of them. Yet. Drew Locke has yet to throw three interceptions. He's in a game yet to yet. play enough games, probably, <laughs> to have that game you're yet. Right. You know, you're right. But I'm saying this is like today was a game that he should have won. You have to beat the Lions. That's a game you have to have, and they didn't win it. And it's when you get surrounded with talent, and you know, you're he has to be the leader out there. He has to have the best vision. And I want to make excuses for him because I think he's a good player. So I'm trying to say, oh, maybe it's because he's short and the linemen are too tall. Or, yeah. But realistically, he just didn't have good vision today. Just he didn't, didn't have go a good game. Still a young player running. on a young team with a young coach. Like, it's – I mean, there's still a work in progress. They're better and than if, they were last year. And think about this also. Two years ago, the season before they drafted him was – I mean, that's rock bottom for a team. So oh, yeah. for them to oh, even yeah. be talked about – and the fashion that we're talking about them now is is so much crazy, especially getting a new coach, new quarterback, new everything, basically, and losing so many key position players. So for them to even be in the circuit right now of conversation of, like, are they a legitimate team, which I think they can make some noise this year, like, it, yeah. that is, I mean, hats off to them because there's teams like, <clears throat> like the Cleveland Browns and the Washington football team, which we could talk about next, that have been trying to put it together we for, need, like, ever. We need about 30 seconds for this game. There we go. Um, That's why I like. You made, you made one statement that says as long as Dwayne Haskins doesn't lose this game. 
he did lose that. He threw an interception. I mean, the game was a lot closer than the score, which is really bad for Cleveland. You you should kill them. You shouldn't. That should not be a close game because they are rebuilding and they're open about them rebuilding. They have a good defense, but you should still be just mauling over them. 34-20, it was a really boring game. It like, was 2017 I mean, I, I, going into the fourth. So, like, and, and, so, so, like, Washington was winning going into the fourth. This wasn't a blowout by any means. Like, yeah, it looks like and, a 14-point win, but Cleveland scored 17. And they, credit to them, they closed the game out, yes. But yeah. I will say this about Cleveland. Say something nice about Cleveland. They have really good running backs. They have really good like, running backs. Really good, oh, and, oh, and running defense. <laughs> their rush defense and their running game. They can, and guess what? This makes perfect sense with Stefanski. He's almost like the running back specialist, but he is a um, what's his name? Uh, Gary Kubiak model guy of like, running, backs. running back and run the football, run Gary the football. Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, run. That's what we worked with last year. Run the football. Um, but yeah, snooze fest. We don't spend much time on there. Yep. We'll see how these both these teams go. I mean, I I think the football team, <laughs> the football team, they they are playing better than they're they feisty. should be, I, and they're playing for Ron Rivera. And I think if he makes it through, knock on wood, he's healthy and makes it can coach that team for the next five years. They're going to be a, a team to deal with in the next couple years for sure. One last thing about the Washington football team. I was <laughs> thinking about this the other day. Ron Rivera is not to get too into this, the whole name change. It's already a beaten horse, but like, I haven't heard this side of it before, but like Ron Rivera is part native American. Did yeah. anybody ask him about this whole yeah. situation? What was his, yeah. con- we need to change the name. He was involved okay. in the whole name process and everything. Yeah. He, okay. He's, a, he, he's run the show there. You know what I mean? That's right. But it, that's I'm, what I'm I, I felt who, like it seemed like a no-brainer. Like, hey, we have an easy way to start to like yeah. kind of figure. Like, let's ask the coach what he thinks. Like, I, I obviously he's yeah. not like living in, in in a you know reserve or anything like that. But at the <laughs> same time, he should have some opinion on it. I would think so. Yeah. That that should answer everybody's mm-hmm. questions about it, whether they think the name change should have happened or not. Like, right there, like that they put somebody in the position that is literally. Yeah, Dan Snyder's a crap owner. Like, let's be real. Even Washington fans will not be mad at me when I say this. He is one of the worst owners in sports. Oh, he's, right I, think it's an, I think it's agreed. Yeah. And he made one great decision, two great decisions. Hiring Ron Rivera was a great decision. Giving him a lot of power, another great decision. Yep. And also, with that power, letting him have a seat at the table for all this drama. Because he, as much as we like to you know, give him crap about what happened over in Carolina and stuff like that, he is a stern, he is a smart, he is a great football coach. And I, as a Broncos fan, would have loved to have him as yeah. my coach. I mean, just, we have Fangio, which he's kind of similar to him, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that, but you need that when you have a team full of kind of guys who are doing whatever the hell they want, get in trouble, and that's that's good for them. That's why I said give him five years if his health prevails. That team, within the next couple of years, is going to be competitors, guaranteed. Yep, I mean... It- any coach that can take a team to a Super Bowl, uh, you have there's something to be said about what they have Nine to bring to Almost the table. Undefeated. Almost undefeated. Correct. That wasn't for that one Falcons game. They were they would have went undefeated. Correct. <laughs> okay, so uh, last game before we get into Ray's rundown this week and catch up with all the other sports. Obviously, I want to take a minute to talk about the Steelers Texans game um, because we haven't and uh, this game. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I will say this: I am concerned about the secondary very concerned but that being said the defense 
and offense both turned it around the second half. This was a game of two halves. I mean, it's very evident because the Texans didn't score another point the rest of the game. But um, the the Steelers went into halftime, and credit to Tomlin and the rest of the coaching staff. They buckled down. They said, we can beat these guys, and they did. It was it wasn't pretty, but the Texans aren't a bad team. They're 0-3, but I'd look for them to finish a lot stronger than that. And they looked more like the Texans today than they have yet this year. Um, but at the same time, I'm taking 3-0 and for my team all day. And, and for as frustrating as I was with the secondary to start the game and even some of the um, pressure on the QB, totally looked like a different team in the second half i it, it sucked losing deontay johnson early but james connor looks good again i mean they the steelers are running out like five different running backs right now i don't even know what's going on <laughs> who's on the field at the time but i'll take it as we long as they keep producing <laughs> like literally it's yeah well actually we have a watt fullback <laughs> this was the ultimate though that's what i had the one note i had about this game this was the ultimate watt family suck off game like dude like i we've been hearing about it all week we have been like i don't know if i mentioned it last game i think i did last show about the watt brothers and then the Edmonds brothers or whatever. So like, yeah. obviously you heard that story a thousand times. There's a thousand pictures. We got their parents with like the triple, like uh, it was like a Texans logo with the Steelers logo as the eye. It's just like, we're doing too much here. Why don't the dad just wear like one and one or like, I don't know, but like, no, cause then they'll be mad at one parent. Dude. You just gotta just rock anytime, it. Anytime, <laughs> anytime that, that they ran out of things to talk about on the broadcast, it was just like, did we mention that there's brothers in this game? <laughs> <laughs> like and, his brother. <laughs> and also this is another thing i noticed today about iron eagle um he his favorite thing because he was iron eagle and uh washburger was washburg was covering the game and whoever the hell i don't even fucking know who the broadcast team was but uh <laughs> iron eagle just kept referring to what his favorite thing is just to be like and actually he said this yesterday when we talked to him like they it was like the ultimate like let's quote let's quote the um like the pregame or the what do you call that the the pre like the broadcast like interviews the player it was like he quoted like seven different times like usually they'll say one or two you know just like something interesting it was like every single time they're like and this is exactly what he said and they like it just direct quote it was direct quote day and suck off the wads day and uh rightfully so tj watts really good yeah, I think the Watt brothers are all really good. They're the breast, best, the breast brothers. They're the best brothers in football. Um, and actually, I found out watching that little pregame thing that Derek could be DJ, but refuses to be DJ. He's Derek John or something like that. He could be DJ if he wanted to, but refuses to go by DJ and just goes by Derek. He's definitely the black sheep, like of the family. Like he was on offense. Yeah. He's short. <laughs> he was just slug. like he's just yeah. He's like a fullback, like the forgotten yeah. position. The other guys are defensive superstars, and like he was probably like emo when he was a teenager or something. Like he was the weird one. They're like fuck off, Derek. Like just I want to bet that he got he was too busy with chicks to really work on the craft yeah so that's why he's a fullback he's right? crushing like, plus yeah he's like yeah, yeah just, just getting ladies or yeah i mean fellas whatever he's into but he's just getting left and right and he's just like whatever i don't need this shit he's just oh trying. wait i'm a fullback fuck all i do is lay the wood either it's on yeah. opposing defenders or the ladies i'm one step i'm one step up from a long snapper baby what's up you know I'm like, Derek jr <laughs> watt that's Derek what i just John. imagined <laughs> just Derek junior John. Derek jr watt <laughs> so yeah the but dad no, could have wear what jj's jersey and the mom could have wore tj's and and nobody cares about derek really. 
Well, I so for years and years and years, the Broncos had uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs had the Cool Quit brothers, both punters, and they played against each other. And the parents always had the front and back, and they would switch. Like the uh, mom would have Brenton, the Broncos, on the, the front, and then uh, I can't remember the other, Dustin Colquitt on the back, and Steelers vice versa. current punter, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, listen, the Colquitt brothers are awesome punters. Their dad was a punter. He won a Super Bowl with their the Steelers. And grandfather, probably. But, uh, but, and, uh, yeah, actually, I, their grandpa's <laughs> – Yeah, their gran- grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, people forget that yeah. uh, that the Colquitt brothers' grandpa played in baseball back in the day. Yeah, uh, they come from baseball yeah. genes too. Of course, here we go, baseball. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I would say this about the game. I, I watched a bit of the Steelers Texans game, and I took the Texans. And for a while, I was like, you know what? I was right. I thought I was going to eat crow thing, today, except for one thing. I keep thinking they're playing well in des- despite of their coach. Their coach. Bill O'Brien's the worst. I mean, he's so bad. Pick, like he's a Browns coach. Like literally, he's a coach yeah. that the Browns will hire and just who gives away games for them. Yeah. And, like then doesn't take accountability for it. Like it'd be different if he said, "Hey, you know, I I messed up today. It was my fault." Oh, yes, we sold the best wide receiver, the best player in our franchise history for a ham sandwich. That's on me. But he didn't want to be here. He doesn't say that. He pretty much just is like, well, we got to do what's right for a football team. Bro, yeah. You're, Acts like it's I'm a Watson, noble cause. What, what is If I'm Watson, I'm looking at this guy like, what the hell are you doing? You get rid of our, my line for two years in a row, three years in a row now, get rid of the line, the line just constantly getting rid of these guys. And it's like, what do you expect me to do when I'm going against the Steelers? Not giving too much crap, but who have right now the best front seven? I mean, they're just they're great up front. So what do you do? Like, I'm looking at my coach being like, bro, am I just supposed to die? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, he got how many, how, leveled how much do, a few oh, times. Man, he, got, he got fucked up. He was – when that at running out of bounds and they kind of like – Yeah, that was what? That was TJ Watt. He's dead. He's dead. I'm surprised. That'll be a fine for sure. I'm surprised oh, it yeah, wasn't a flag. Was, but uh, that was one of those plays, though, which I love the hit. I love those type of hits because if you're going to extend the play, then you should be like, like you're a threat to scoring and and like moving the ball forward. Even though you're like moving out of bounds, sure, and it end up being an incomplete pass. Like you're still what if you a threat. Me? Yeah, what if you trick me. It's like the ultimate Lamar. Ja- it's what I hate about Lamar Jackson when he does the like, oh, I'm going out of bounds and now I'm cutting it back in. That's why I would never yeah. feel bad if Lamar Jackson got smashed into a bench. Not because I like to hate the Ravens, but because like I hate that shit. Like if you if you're gonna start using this stuff that protects the quarterbacks as a part of your game to you know get an advantage over the 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 defense, that's not what it's there for. It's there to keep you from getting injured. But coming back into the field of play, you're opening yourself up and you deserve to get your head smashed like that's that's bullshit <laughs> i don't i'll say this i think that you should fight for every yard cam newton and honestly the way the nfl is going with a lot of these running there's gonna be a lot of running quarterbacks i mean in our future that's what we're gonna see in the nfl is there's gonna be a lot of guys who rush who are quarterbacks because that's the mold they want it's working for some teams and you're right they should should definitely be treated as running backs when they're running the ball now I'll say this though, when you get these slow ass quarterbacks, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, these guys who take the ball and try to scramble, and then they get hit, and then everybody wants to, oh, well, da, da, da. you have to treat every guy with the ball the same. I, 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 I agree with you. 
that we need to these guys get smashed they get smashed i mean that's throw it away throw it nobody's telling you to roll out of the pocket you have more than enough time and yes, they're hitting you. They're real men over there. They're not boys. They're coming to mess you up. <laughs> speaking of uh, old quarterbacks that are slow, Big Ben got robbed on a fucking sweet-ass uh, third-down run. <laughs> did you see it? I did not You see have it. to watch it. I'll send you a link because you would love it. It is like quintessential Big Ben play that you would love. His slow ass, it's third and three, gets flushed out of the pocket and just takes off, but then dives for like the final like two yards. And they call yeah. him down like half a yard short, even though every wow. angle shows where the ball comes straight down and where his knee is. And they challenge it. Obviously, they blow the call. We end up getting the fourth down conversion, I believe. Um, and, or kicking the field, something positive happened anyways. So it kind of, yeah. it's going to be one of those forgotten plays, but he got totally screwed. And obviously I'm like mad just because if he's going to go out and sacrifice himself, like I want that shit to count, like, but he's out there playing with the mission. So love the, to only see way that. I love it. the only way I would love it is if pregame Ben Rossberg talked about having two torn ACLs and not being able to work, walk all week and then goes out there and runs a four, four, hey. that's Ben. He, That's what Ben Rossberg is to me. He's that guy. Said, <laughs> one of the uh, the Ian e, uh, Eagle uh, quotes was, and Big Ben told us he actually was looking forward to feeling some pain so that he could feel normal. The after the first well, couple games, because they were saying basically he hadn't played in so long that you know he had to get his body reacclimated to being injured or whatever the fuck hit, you know yeah. like you're just always so you know, quarterback dude it's he's a tough job hurt. he feels so he feels so good now because he's been he actually worked out in the off season so it's like listen I you keep talking about Iron Eagle Joe Buck for me is the guy it doesn't matter what game he's doing he brings up he'll be he did the World Series and brought up Tom Brady and I couldn't I was sitting there like. What the hell does Tom Brady have to do with the World Series right now? Like Everything. Joe Buck, this is the wrong sport. Joe Buck is a Hall of Famer, and I like Joe Buck enough. I mean, he's a voice that we're always going to remember our entire lives. Mm-hmm. However, the Tom Brady love from him is is gross. It's gross, and he brings up too much. But anyways, sidetrack there. Real quick, I'm going to give these real fast for you and see if you want to go. 49ers actually look good with no team. That's all we need to say about that. They look pretty good without having anybody being hurt. Hey, uh, actually, Nick Bullins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm on record yes. saying that. Okay, keep there going. You go. they, they did good. Uh, the Vikings, uh, two-point conversion, lost them uh, the game. They they went for two, and they should have just kicked the field goal and went to overtime, but they shit the bed. Goskowski Sorry, can buddy. kick again. Uh, Jefferson's a oh, fucking welcome to the league, boy. What, what the hell? What yeah. The hell? Oh, yeah, Jefferson. How does that work? But, but yeah, and then like I said, uh, I, I think that uh, we had a great week of football. Um, we had a, our first tie which is awesome because it was also like how often do you think a quarterback gets a tie before he gets a win? Like I'm curious to that. If anybody wants to look that up, I don't want to look it up. If you want to look it up and send it to me, I think it's amazing. I don't know if that's ever might be unless it's probably some like no name backup or something, probably Tommy Maddox or something. Um, But like the, the thing about, do you feel like there's more ties ever since they changed the rules to keep, ties um, from happening i feel like i've seen more yeah, ties in the past like five years than i have my entire like life so they should treat like hockey hockey just goes unless it's playoffs I, I think no not play somewhere they do shootouts but in the playoffs hockey, they, hockey do they, they do shootouts and then they do uh they do shootouts and then i think in hockey there was talks i don't know if they do it or there was talks about them they do the power play so then they just like but at every quarter it goes down another yeah. player until basically just have yeah, one-on-one on one. they'll play 20 overtimes bro just get that win and i i think you got you can't have ties in football like what's 
less what's less American than a tie? Like Americans don't believe in that's why we don't love soccer here in America, and that's why hockey is the the fourth right. sport if you ask, maybe even fifth behind NASCAR. Yeehaw! But um, <laughs> but do you feel like said, do you feel like the college format is better? Would be or do you feel like it'd be cheap for the NFL? Because I feel like it wouldn't. Cheap. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't I, feel right. Honestly. I you just keep playing. It might you just got to keep playing until there's a winner, and and you got to let both teams. I do think you have to let the other team go. Yeah. So if you you have to give both teams an option, but just keep going until I somebody agree. scores. I think um, the biggest fear is injuries. Yeah, go ahead. I would be opposed to making kickers um, earn their keep and just who can kick the longest field goal <laughs> wins the game. You know what I mean? I would be okay with. Uh, I think the biggest fear is injuries, keeping the game going on longer and longer and longer, more fatigue, more likely a chance of injury, plus more time, so better chances of you know the probability goes up, whatever. But I I do think like at some point they should probably be like. I don't know. I guess this one might even make it longer, but just like the kickers. Maybe just like make them like you can't kick a field goal. You just got to go for it on fourth down. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. just go back and forth and just be like, you know, if you have to score a touchdown to win or whatever, you know what I mean? No field goals or I don't know how they would. They, I, I guess every time I try to like fix it in my brain, I come up with some role that doesn't seem like football because a big part of football is is literally like orchestrating a drive down the field to score, you know, most of the time. Well, so, Well, see, what baseball did was, baseball this year implemented it with their 16, you know, they want to see how it worked out, was um, if extra innings, they put a player, they put a uh, base runner on, on second. So you every inning starts in a, for, for the extra innings with a base runner on second, giving them more opportunity. So I think putting them in the red zone, putting each team in the red zone to start and see what they can do in four downs, then switch over. I, dude, we'll never solve it. There'll be ties, or they'll eventually they'll get tired of the shit and change it, and then people will complain because, well, what about five years ago? My team would have won if these were the roles and blah. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. I mean, I I I think that you you pay like my biggest thing is you pay kickers, and sometimes you don't use them, and sometimes you take them for granted. Make them earn their keep. Make it more valuable of a position. You know, hey, who do you really, Matt Prater's. I, as much as I like Brandon, Matt Payers is the best kicker right there with Tucker. He earned his keep. He won the game. Yeah. Guess what? That's how that that guy won the game. If it was an overtime, same thing. Make your kicker win the game for you somehow. But anyways, um, last thing for football for me, unless you have anything else, is uh, the Jets suck. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Jets suck. Uh, hyperdrive didn't work. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, also the Chargers uh, almost had a sweet hook at lateral, but. Uh, the fucking oh, guy missed oh, it. Dude, I always love seeing I anything cool that. like that. I'm 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 brooding for it. Like hook and lateral. Yes, we need that. Yeah, Keenan Keenan Allen has to be pissed. Like I I'm kicking his ass. I'm Keenan Allen. Like I'm fighting you. Like we're fighting, bro. Like you. Yeah. We could have won that game, and you just wasn't paying attention. What the hell would you think I was gonna run through fifty people? Like yep. be smart. You weren't even trying to block for me. Like Should, what the hell? Uh, where were you going? Do where the are you going? do the old Gilbert Arenas in the uh, locker room. Just pull your gun out on him. <laughs> what is that? Um, <laughs> do you have anything else for football, man? No, that's it. Um, I'm excited for the game tomorrow. Uh, Chiefs, Ravens. Hopefully, it's everything that it's being touted out to be, which it probably will be. Oh yeah, man. I mean, who? You ta- Let's go with this real quick. Let's do our pick for who you taking. I am. 
You don't want to say Baltimore, but you're taking Baltimore is what you're getting at? I don't want to say Baltimore, so I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> I, as much as I don't like the Chiefs, I'm taking Baltimore. All right. <laughs> 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 That's stupid. Um, so uh, real quick, as we were talking, I kind of had my TV up here, and I'm, this is just so anybody knows we're recording this on uh, Sunday afternoon. And um, – Looks like it's going to be the Miami Heat versus Los Angeles Lakers in the finale uh, of you know the NBA Finals. So, go Lakers! I I think that uh, Miami Heat is a tough team. They're you know well coached, as I like to keep saying, coach, coach, coach. But um, they're a well coached team and they have great players. However, they don't match up well against the Lakers. So I could be wrong. I think that they do have better guards than we have. But I mean. Our big men are our guards. You know, we got LeBron yeah. James and AC who are guards. Um, and then you got, you know, AC Fresh, the GOAT, Alex Caruso. He's coming off the bench and playing like, you know, he, he looks like Elmer Fudd, but, man, he can ball. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we just have too deep of a team. I call this year when I have these arguments with people about the Clippers and all these other teams. I'm like, listen, you keep asking who's going to guard who, but who the hell is going to guard LeBron James? Yeah. Who the hell is going to guard AD? Mm-hmm. Kuzma's there. Rondo is he's he he's a point guard. He is a, a field general. And then you get guys like Dwight Howard for free. Like you pay him yeah. I mean what what do you who can match up with us? That was what I said all year and people are like, Oh look, they lost the game. Right. That's basketball. There's a lot of games they're gonna lose, but there's knock on wood, we have this in a bag. I hope we win this. I hope it's good. I love good basketball, so I actually wouldn't mind a longer series. I do unfortunately think it's not going to be. I think it's going to be a one-sided affair. Um, you're probably right. I do I do think that I d- I don't hate the matchup though because it they are different style teams. Miami probably is better shooting wise than 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 LA, but LA is more of a complete team. So like there is a possibility that, you know, there are those games where Miami's just hot and they can steal a win here or there and and it's if it turns into one of those series that it they can still win and keep it close, anything can happen. I'm trying to talk myself into it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think it, that if LeBron and, and and AD just keep doing what they're doing, I don't really know how Miami's supposed to stop them. That being said, Miami hasn't been supposed to stop any of the teams they've played. So They're playing good, man. They're playing good basketball. They have all the but, momentum for sure right now, so... They haven't played a defense. Now, this is crazy to talk about in basketball because defense does not win championships. In ba- it wins in every sport except for basketball. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it used to be different. Nowadays, de- but with that said, the Lakers' defense is better than anybody else's. They can take, like, they beat James Harden in Westbrook and they made them, you know what I mean? They, they make them look weak. Yep. They make them look subpar. They make them look like they're not MVPs. They make them look like they're just dudes out there playing basketball. And with that said, that's how I look at it. Because LeBron James can guard the little guys. I call them the little guys, but the guards. You know what I mean? He, he can guard the biggest guy on the court, and he can guard the littlest guy on the court. He plays good defense. Uh, Kuzma this year is playing great defense. We have a good defense team. And, yes, we don't have the best shooting However, we have some of the greatest shooters in basketball. Um, simple. I mean, Rondo is not going to make a bunch of threes, but when he takes them, he makes them. 
Um, Kuzma is score first guy who just happened to change his game to be a defensive guy. Um, AD, enough said. That dude is a point guard until he graduated high school. He scores the ball. He can hit the three. I mean, he hit the three to win the game the other day and yells Kobe out. And that's that's a lot of mo- you know that's a lot of motivation for them is to to win this for Kobe and his family. Yeah, it's it's just it's a story that is destined to be broken and just not happen. But then again, mind, I don't know it. Sometimes this type of stuff does happen, though. I mean, look at look yeah. at like the Saints and Hurricane Katrina, and I, right. there's a ton of other examples um, that I can't think of right now. Yep, the Yankees um, and back twin. You know, I mean, the Mets, the Yankees doing really well after the Twin Towers. Like I said, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, I'm just saying, I'm not going to be too optimistic or cocky. On paper, even with, during the playoffs, on paper. The Lakers have already beat the best basketball teams in in the playoffs. And that's just all I'm going to say. Now, the Heat, that's your team, I think, right? So our teams are going to each other. But the Heat, they're, they're, they're built to win later. We're built to win now. And they've definitely earned their shot to the finals. And this bubble has helped them get there. Without this bubble, they were not getting there. Right. Um. So that's one thing. But, yeah, I, I it's just it's not going to be – I think the Cinderella story is over. The Lakers should win this. Now, LeBron has kind of lost, not him, but his teams have crumbled in the finals. The Heat and the, the uh, Cavs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've done it consistently with him. Consistently with him. So I'm not going to be super cocky or arrogant, but I will say that this is the year that they get back. They win it for Kobe. They win it for Gianna. They win it for Kobe's family. And it's going to be a good banner raising next year when everybody can be in the stands um i will say this all about lebron and like the whole kobe narrative and like i obviously no disrespect to kobe or anything that's going to come out of this but like lebron is such a fucking cornball and i cannot stand it like (laughs) dude i i can't and i honestly like I think there's something noble about the team playing for Kobe and especially people that were directly um, influenced by him and had relationships with him. I don't think LeBron was one of those people. And, and well, they I'm can... going to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop you real quick because that – so back in the day, if you could probably look it up if you want, but he's made mentions before when – you know, I don't know if it was because MJ was kind of a dick to him, but he's made mention before about Kobe Bryant being more his hero than Michael Jordan. And uh, just not only that, though, him coming to Lakers had a lot to do with Kobe and things. I mean, it's more than you think. Now, when they played, nobody liked Kobe Bryant when he played basketball. Everybody right. hated him. After basketball, um, like when he won his uh, Academy Award and things like that, uh, LeBron and him have been, and uh, Carmelo and Anthony, the three of them have been entangled in a lot of business ventures, charities, and things like okay. that. More than more than people think, and then like you know, Kobe helped him get set up in L.A. It, there's a lot more to it. Um, I don't. I, I agree with you that I think that it's like if this was Pal Gasol out there, it'd mean yeah. more. I, yeah. I will say that. I feel like um, the LeBron Kobe thing is more of a fraternity type deal, like the fraternity yeah. of the Lakers. Like when LeBron decided to come to L.A., obviously Kobe is yeah. a lifelong L.A. Magic dude, Jonathan, so he's like, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be like fuck LeBron you know, and not act like, you know what I mean? Obviously going to be like, welcome to the city. We got 
the dude, you know what I mean? And he's not yeah, an idiot. And I'm sure they, yeah. I'm sure they do have a relationship and I'm not speaking for LeBron or anything. I don't want to come off sure, like that sure. at all. I, I just, I don't, is held on, is what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when I see like this fucking picture of LeBron sitting with the, the mean mug face and the confetti falling and not done. And it's just like, dude, I just cannot, uh, I always just feel like he's posing for a fucking picture or a headline yeah. or a st- and like that's why I just think he's a cornball. I I think he is. I mean, he's the best basketball player I've I, arguably Kobe, but like you know, like I've watched so much fucking LeBron. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. good. I would never deny that. I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players ever. But he is so goddamn cheesy. And if he didn't have basketball, <laughs> this dude would be like. The guy, this is what I always say about LeBron. He would be that guy and like that isn't doesn't fit into the friends group, but like is always trying to fit into the friends group and like you kind of just let yeah, him tag yeah, along or like but he thinks he's involved, but he's not actually involved. So yes, I'm talking like about James Gray of your group. Like is he the me of you guys' group? It's exactly yeah. that. We're like I, I agree with you. LeBron James is awkward and I actually had this conversation with my wife of all people, as weird as that is, because we we want to root for him. And we want to root for, like, all the good he does off the court. But, like, he's so damn cheesy. And I I treat it like Michael Jackson. I know it sounds weird, but, like, the guy's athletic talents were noticed pretty early in his life. So his childhood was kind of pretty much gone. So, like, his friends are all fellow athletes, fellow basketball players, which happens. But, like, this dude doesn't have any real – like, the guy who does his sports agent or whatever, uh, I can't remember his name. but Rich Paul. That's his only – that's his yeah that's his friend but that their friendship is about money and just like all the guys that he meets up with uh you know that he played high school basketball with like they're it's not friendships like you know we grew up together you know i mean i i've known you since you were a kid you used to come over and play mortal kombat my uh our mutual friend brett and now we know these guys our whole lives they're our friends right but like lebron i don't think has that because none of his friendships have been built on friendship they've been built on Oh, you're an amazing athlete. Like, oh, I'm gonna hitch my, uh, you know, my wagon to your your truck right now. We're gonna go around town. But that's that's it. That's it, and that's why he's awkward and weird because he doesn't have any real friends. His kids are weird as hell too. I mean, they they post weird shit all the time. I'm just like, god damn. Bro, Bronny Junior is blazing up. He's like, he's oh, like, I'm gonna get cool. I'm gonna get cool with peer pressure. Looks like. He looks like, uh, you know, that black dad that will whoop you with the belt. You know, all those memes you see with his hairline and that cigarette right there. And the yeah, hand uh, like the Samuel L. Jackson, like uh, yeah, <laughs> black snake mode I'm, meme. <laughs> yeah, like he looks like that dude. Like he doesn't play, you know. Basically, you sneeze to him. Motherfucker, what you say? Right. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious when, when Le- LeBron has like that old man, like white fro. That's like a reverse right. mohawk. Like, <laughs> like just the one. Literally the I Uncle think he's Drew. give up. He's going to give up soon and just shave it. He's got to. I, I think he's the only reason he's holding on is because of the MJ comparisons. Like, he's like, I cannot be full bald. Like, if I'm full bald, then there's, like, nothing separating us. I keep them separate. I always say this because it's hard. Just like in football, it's hard to really say who's the greatest because yep. there's nobody who's the – because next week there might be a kid in third grade who's going to be the greatest when we're old. Um, but I'll say this. LeBron James is the greatest athlete to ever play basketball um michael jordan's probably the best overall like all-around player and kobe bryant is just the best like he to me is just the best entertainer like i i just i made my daughter watch a couple games when she was real little you know she probably will never remember because i'm just like listen 
you'll never see this where he's getting guarded by three and four guys and just I mean it's ball hall wherever you want to call it and he just like looks smiles and just throws it up like he's just the best shooter he's just the hardest worker the his his work ethic is I mean I wish I have a hard time getting out of bed at eight o'clock to go to work this dude was up at four shooting a hundred free throws before practice and then shooting thousands of shots a day and that was just Kobe and I mean they got to do the back to the, they just got to do it for him. Let's, do that's it for all Kobe. I really have to say about that. They got to do it for Kobe and they, right. they have to this year. They have to 2020 fucking sucks. Right. You have to make something from it and it has to be do it for Kobe. <laughs> You're right. You're um, right. That's all about basketball. I mean, I think we're in for a good finals and that's, that's all I have to say there. So uh, real quick, I'm going to make a, a big left turn to my favorite sport is MMA. Did you happen to see any of the clips of the fights? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I caught a very interesting one, and it's not what good. What did you happen to watch? <laughs> it, it, it was one that looked like a man was thrusting another man. And uh, okay. it didn't look like the man uh, was accepting of the thrust, but the man with the thrust was uh, having his way with the other man. Yes, so I was wrong a little bit. I said Izzy would win by decision because he didn't have the power. And he didn't have the power, I would say. It's just like the Diaz brothers just build up, build up, just keep smacking around. He, I mean, I'm just going to not say for work here. He fucked him up. Like, he beat his ass. He kicked him in the leg a couple times, and you could literally see every spot he kicked him just going down his leg. It was just like foot, foot, foot. You could just see the, the feet just going down. Um, but, yeah, then he kind of hit him with a good combo and just put him down and then just went down and started cranking elbows on him. And as soon as the rest stopped him, he – he humped him. <laughs> he threw a hump on him and started saying some corny uh, ass shit. Like Izzy is so corny. You talk about LeBron. Being corny. Izzy was like, "You guys need to be more salty." Like he is so damn corny, but he's the best. The disrespect, the though, man. The disrespect, like, like oh. what do you? You just like what you do you even? Another man. But, <laughs> you humped but him. What do you do if you're the man that is humped? Like, wh- where do you go from here? Like that you, man just you made. You're hit. You got to get his name tattooed on you, like you're Paul his. Thomas, uh, here's my problem with him. So I watched. It. I don't know if he was scared. I don't know. Like that dude. Here's what I thought was going to happen. He I thought, thought for Paul a second he was going to be raped. So yes, he was. Scared. Well, besides the rape, um, besides the rape, um, by 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 Izzy. So during the fight, I projected it to go like you know. Round one, just Paul Costa just comes in swinging, you know, just trying to. That's what he does. He he wants to kill you the first round, mm-hmm. and then Izzy was going to weather the storms and kind of just you know, pe- you know, take him out, take him out, John Jones him as I call it, you know, let you have the first two rounds, and I'm just going to take the rest of them. That's not how it went. Paul Costa was literally took one leg kick and was done. He didn't want any more. He kept coming forward and just getting. I, I realistically, I, he didn't land one significant strike that made a difference in the fight. Like there was no punch, kick, anything that was like, man, oh, he's he's gonna. There was just nothing that happened. Um, but and with that said, there is no middleweights right now that that can compete against Izzy. It's just, I mean, I don't even know what's next for him other than uh, Ratlip charges, <laughs> assault charges. <laughs> Yeah, assault charges. Yes, I mean, definitely assault charges. And he needs to go to Cornball Academy with LeBron. Stop saying dumb shit. That is so (laughs) corny. You're a fighter. Like, I mean, listen, our buddy Cody from hometown, he says some corny ass shit too. And it's like, I don't know if that's part of being a fighter. 
just to say corny ass shit. And sometimes it sticks. Like the one thing he said, you know, Mac Truck doesn't worry about pebbles, what Cody G said one time. I've used that on my daily conversation now just to be a dick. But usually it's really corny. And now Izzy can tell people like, yeah, I, I humped him. Well, <laughs> like when he was down, I humped him. And that's it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> when you're talking about professional athletes, it, it it's not um, a requirement to be well-spoken or to be – um, entertaining in that aspect and that's why you have the guys like mcgregor that can sell these fights for way more yeah. than they ever would sell without an entertainer like him and but it's tricky yeah. whenever you're in the entertainment business well when you're in professional sports that if you say too much and you don't back it up and and that's always a possibility in any professional sport that you know even if you are the best anything can happen you know yeah. and so if you have enough of those instances it does work it does it does more bad for you than it does good for you sometimes so it's better to just yeah. you know not focus on that aspect of like hey I should be a WWE guy on the mic you know those dudes don't get and like I'm that saying- overnight I'm a fan of WWE. Like, that's my thing. I like wrestling. And these dudes are corny, and they practice. Like, that's the key you have to think about. They practice this, and they're still corny sometimes. You didn't know? You did. Yeah, I mean, like, your ass better call somebody. Um, Your ass better hide, because I'm going to rape you, according to Izzy. But um, anyways, um, I, I think that if you're going to do it, like, Conor McGregor definitely has somebody help. He practices in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like, he's talking in the mirror to somebody, and he's working. And, and... And these guys, they're entertainers, man. That's they're contractors of the UFC. They're not even employees of the UFC. They're contractors. And you know, uh, I mean, as a casual fan, I'm more of a you know an avid fan. You're a casual fan, and you know that the guys who get there don't even deserve to be there. But the guys you know, Conor McGregor's on like three fight losing streak, but you know him, and yep. if he had a fight, you'd probably watch it. Yeah. Right. The Diaz brothers. I love the Diaz brothers. Yeah. They, they're but they they're not they're not the best in the world they're better than me they're better than most people i watch or know but they're not but they're losers like they're losing nonstop. their records are 50 percent. but we know them because they're putting out there um speaking of guys who just kind of are lame um the light heavyweight championship fight was also that day and i was wrong about that i've been wrong a lot on the first i need to get my research better i think um let's see if i can say jan balhuvitz I messed it up, I think. Um, Sounded perfect. Yeah, but it was, yeah, Jan. I'm just going to say Jan. He, the Polish power is real, man. He beat the shit out of Dominic Reyes. Like, I don't know if Dominic Reyes just didn't take him seriously, but he, similar to the, the Izzy fight, there was just a one. It was so one-sided. He beat the shit off him. Like, I don't know. Reyes probably won't ever fight again. I'll say this about Reyes. He switched camps, and he actually – Went back to having his brother be his head coach, and I think that might have had something to do with it because he had no game plan coming in. It was not good for him. He got his ass kicked. Um, it was a good card overall. Those some those a good couple good fights, couple boring fights, but yeah, the two championship fights did not go exactly how I thought they would go. Um, I knew Easy would win, just not like that. And you know, Jan, he called out John Jones after, but John Jones is moving up. He's fighting heavyweights now. He doesn't want to cut weight anymore. He's getting older. He's done cut and wait he wants to see what he can do up there but you know Jan's the man we'll see who he's got there's a lot of guys who could he could challenge for so but yep that's that's it for Ray's MMA uh talk right now <laughs> yeah so real quick I just want to talk about we mentioned injuries so much uh the last episode that I want to go over them again there was nothing crazy this it's kind of going down so maybe they're 
evening out now. The one big one was Tariq Cohen. He got paid and tore his ACL, MCL. Damn. Doesn't look good. Um, Dallas Goddard, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. But realistically, there was just normal injuries, you know. Uh, unfortunately, Russell Cage was on my fantasy team and hit his head. But other than that, man, everybody else was just hammies, growlings, things like that. They'll be out for the rest of the game. They were out for the rest of the game, and they're going to be back next week probably. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's a good sign. It's good to see that the sticky turf didn't have um, <laughs> the sticky <laughs> side effects this week. Ooh. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's encouraging to see that the injuries have gone down. Um, that was a big topic on our last show, and I, I agree. It's it's refreshing. Let's hope that we can continue this trend. And that was just the anomaly week that's happens every single season where it just seems like the sky is falling and the league has gotten too intense. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening uh, to me and Ray ramble here. And uh, if you haven't, uh, look us up on Facebook, Schwinn Sports. Join our group, Schwinn Sports Group. We'll be around there uh, talking. Uh, it's a great place to get caught up on all the news, uh, hear a bunch of idiots talk about nothing, and ask us stuff. If you got any suggestions, fantasy advice, whatever you'd like to hear on the next show, let us know, and we'll be sure to make a note of it. Until next time. Later. Later, guys.